Hello, and welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. In this episode, we are continuing to bring you a special teaching from our Wealth Builders 2020 conference called Changing Your Mindset. We are continuing on how God wants us to prosper as believers. We hope you enjoy this episode and learn more about how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Enjoy the show. Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Let's join Billy Eberhardt. So we got Christians who God wants to bring into great increase in their life. I remember the first time I sold something and made a million dollars. Let me just tell you something. There is an experience when you take one check for a million fifty-three thousand dollars, and put it in the bank that you don't. And I've done that a couple times. That you don't owe anything on. You can do anything in the world with it. You still have income. You still just just a million fifty-three thousand free and clear that you made in a transaction. Let me just tell you something. There's something about putting a million dollars in the bank. that will touch you in your soul. (laughs) Before I forget this scripture, I want to read it. Can I get any help tonight? Y'all all right? I don't know if I'm feeling any love on the right side of the room, but... Thank you. <laughs> now I'm going to read. I'm going to read three or four scriptures in a row here. I'm going to read one in Exodus, so you guys can keep up with me. But I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 20, verse 21. This is in the Amplified Classic Bible. Says, "An inheritance hastily gotten by greedy or unjust means at the beginning, in the end, it will not be blessed." Proverbs chapter 20 and the same verse in the English Standard Version said, an inheritance gained hastily in the beginning will not be blessed in the end. In the Today's Living Bible says, quick wealth is not a blessing in the end. What happens to most lottery winners? What happens to the money they win? They lose it. Watch this now. Watch this. It's because it came to them It fell on their head like a ripe cherry off a tree. Watch this. They didn't have to do anything to get it. Therefore, when it did come to them, they didn't know how to handle it. In other words, let me say it to you this way. If you become a millionaire, 
right? Or if you win a million dollars, you best become a millionaire in your thinking so you get to keep the money. So what happens to most lottery winners? They lose it. What happens to most Christians? Most Christians couldn't handle wealth that came to them any better than a lottery winner because we're still living from manna. Now listen, don't let me be critical to you on this. I just want you to hear the balance. The balance says if you don't, Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So thank God we live in a country where we can get a job. Thank God we can live in a country, a great country where the economy's good and you can work. But I'm talking to a handful of you here tonight that'll hear the whistle, the dog whistle that I'm blowing. The great wealth did not come the, uh, uh, the great wealth does not come by working a job and getting paid and saving up money to get there. Great wealth comes when you learn how to handle what I call transactional money. In other words, you know how to go out and do business at whatever arena you're in. And when you learn how to handle uh, what I call transactional money, then it frees you up from the devotional money. The devotional money is not money you live from. Devotional money is money you give to God. Transactional money that's attracted to you because you know how to handle it and you know what to do. That's where great wealth is stewarded. The reason we don't see it in the body of Christ is because many people in the body of Christ are still either in the wilderness or back in Egypt and still going into the promised land. Man, this is going over really good. I can't tell you the amount of love I'm feeling up here. Now, now, the Bible says in the verse we read, so the strongholds have to be cast down. It's part of what I'm doing tonight is I hopefully, by the time I land this airplane here, I'm flying, that I help you understand how you got to change your thinking. All right? How, how you have to. Because the Bible says this in, in verse 12 that I just read of Joshua chapter 5. Then manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the what? Everybody say that with me, land. And the children of Israel no longer had. So the minute you start eating from the produce of the land. Now wait now. God is no respecter of persons. So if he'll give the nation of Israel and each person in that nation their own land, God's no respecter of persons. He'll give you and I our land. David said, my, my boundaries around my life have fallen to me in pleasant places. If God, watch this, when God wanted to bring them out of Egypt and get Egypt out of them, when God wanted to do that and he got ready to bring them into the promised land, watch this now, watch this, their increase in their life and prosperity did not begin until they moved into their land. They had a cloud, right, by day and a pillar of fire by night and they had a manna falling from heaven and when they got to be fussing and complaining then God sent some quail because they wanted meat but everything that came 
just dropped on their head like a ripe cherry off a tree. When God got ready and moved them out of the wilderness and brought them into the promised land, it was in the promised land they ate the produce of their land. I'm convinced many Christians today, because God's no respecter of persons, he's got a land for you and he's got a land for me, but many Christians are still living on the other side of the Jordan, not going in, and watch this, and they're not eating the produce of the land that God has already ordained for them to go into because their mindset is keeping them out. Now wait, think with me for a minute. The Bible said they were going into their land. Am I out of time? Almost. Karen, you put me on a short clock tonight, didn't you? Oh, I got all kind of time. I, I can run around the building a couple of times, that kind of time. The land, and, and I want you to hear my heart on this. It is when you get into the land, that's where the produce is. But when the nation of Israel got ready to go in, there was giants in the land, there was walled cities in the land, and we've heard that preached on many times, but we may, we may be looking at that wrong. Because one of the things that happens, and I'm going to see if I can get this out tonight, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to help me because I got it in me and I want to be able to get it out of me. That what happens with us is that when we give, Luke 6.38, when we bring our tithe and our offering, or when we sow our seed, I want you to hear this now. When we bring our tithe and offering or we sow our seed, we still have a mindset that the way the money's going to come back is God's going to drop it like manna. But the way God really brings it to us is when we, when we bring our tithe or sow our seed in an offering or, or we do other things to bless the kingdom and we do that what I call in a devotional way, God blesses the land transactionally so that the produce of the land comes back and brings produce to me. And so in one case I get a hundred dollar bill that's manna which was I was grateful for and it's a financial miracle but over here I get one deal that's $160,000 another deal that's a million fifty three maybe another bill million that's that, uh, another one that's two and a half million. You get these deals. Now let me ask you am I going to be able to bless somebody with a hundred dollar bill or two and a half million. Now wait, I'm not done. In fact, I'm just getting started. Here's what it says. And they ate of the produce of the land. And the very last part says this. The very last part of the verse says, and they ate of the food of the land of Canaan that year. Anybody know what the word Canaan means? It means merchant or trader. Canaan was a prosperous land. And it was a prosperous land because it was known as the land of merchants and tradesmen. Let me ask you this, were they doing any merchanting or, 
or trading when they were slaves in Egypt. No, not, not in a way that would prosper them or bless them. So if we're over here camping out with a mindset of manna, the reason that I say to you, ladies and gentlemen, that it takes knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, and most people don't even take the time to go get the specific knowledge they need, you don't, you're not going to be able to use the knowledge until you step over here into understanding and you don't get any understanding until you actually get in the game. So I have my two grandsons here tonight and I can stand in the backyard and play baseball with them. I'm a left-hander and play like my, my second grandson and I can play pitch with them. Watch this now. I can play pitch with them and we can have fun. But And I can show them how to grip a baseball, how to catch a baseball, how to field a baseball, how to throw a baseball, and there is a way to teach all that. I can show them how to do all that, but until they take that and get over here in the game into the land of Canaan, into the land of merchanting and trading, until they get over here into that land, they will never really have understanding of how it works. So many Christians are standing over here on the other side of the Jordan. They hadn't even gone and got the real specific knowledge they need. And they're looking over there and they're hearing, hearing Billy Epperhart over there talk and say, man, you gotta come on out of Egypt. You gotta come on out of the wilderness land. You gotta wade into the water a little bit until the waters divide. You gotta get on and walk by faith and then get over here in the game and start develop some understanding so you know what to do. Watch this, wait, wait. And then most of the time, we think if we take the step, it's too much of a risk. Watch this, what happens to lottery winners? Lose the money. What happens to Christians who've only lived off of manna? Any kind of blessing come to them, what's gonna happen to it? It's gonna dissipate, it's gonna disappear. The challenge I have for you tonight is we have to change our mind. Now, this is different for me. If any of you heard me teach, I've never stood up here and not used PowerPoints. I've never stood up here and not really taking you line by line. But this is something I want to get out of, and I'm going to land the plane with this because I want you to understand it's knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. You have to develop, and watch this, the reason uh, some people get, they're over here on the other side of the Jordan living off of manna, Watch this, watch this. Asking God for wisdom on what to do to, to prosper and to be blessed and they hadn't even taken the time to develop knowledge they need to know how to do what it is they need to do. And you tell them to, people come up to me all the time, all over the world, say, Billy, I got $1,000 to invest. What should I invest in? If you have $1,000 to invest, you ought to invest in yourself. So you know what to do. And then you can invest in yourself. You gotta take the knowledge and apply it. That's where understanding comes from. Then when understanding, you begin to understand the speed of the game, how quick the ball comes. You start understanding how to move, how to maneuver. Then when you get over here, you get into wisdom. And when you get into wisdom, you know what to do most of the time before the ball's ever hit. I used to watch Greg Maddox for the Atlanta Braves. How many of you remember him? Come on now, I'm gonna talk to you. 
Now, I know that some of the ladies don't know what I'm talking about. But he was a pitcher. He was not a real big physical specimen, but he could throw the baseball. And my son and I would watch Greg Maddox. Now, I'm on point. You don't think I am, but I am. We'd watch Greg Maddox, and he knew every batter. He had studied every batter coming up. He knew their tendencies. He knew their weaknesses. And Brant and I would kind of play off each other. He was in high school, and Maddox was a right-hander. I was a left-hander. But Maddox would throw the ball, and he would intentionally walk a guy. Two outs. We got two outs. He would intentionally watch the next guy, or he would pitch all around him because he knew how he could hit. Now, he wasn't waiting for the ninth hole batter. He just knew the tendency of the batter two, two batters later. And Brant and I would bet in our living room, right, or in our family room, our cave, and he would, he would walk this guy, and then he would pitch around the next guy, and we would bet. I'd say, watch this. He's, gonna, he, he's waiting for this guy to come up. He's going to get him to ground the shortstop. Two outs. And he would throw this exact, uh, what we call sinker. He would throw a sinker. The guy would ground out the first and they're out of the inning. And everybody was upset who didn't know baseball that Maddox had pitched around two batters coming up, but he knew what the other guy was going to do. So he was looking two or three moves ahead before he ever made a move. When it comes to making money, and it comes to the blessing and increase in our life of what God wants to bring, God wants to bring you into your own land. And the real prosperity that God has for you is in the land he has for you. Do you understand that? So the Bible said they prospered in the land of Canaan, that place of merchandising or tradesmen. Now, I think Bill Bronchek put 95 and 5 up there today in the general duel. Now, this is the first time I've ever done one like this in one of our conferences. I've never done it at Karis like this, meaning in a business conference. But I decided tonight I was, I, I'm going to throw some stuff out there to you. I have all kinds of slide presentations I could have taught you tonight. But I want, I want to encourage you, and I want to pray for you, and encourage you to, for God for a weekend that you recognize the land that God has for you. You recognize the place where God is going to bring you into the land so that the produce of the land you can eat from is increase in blessing and God has a land for you in your life. Now tonight as I pray for you, my wife and I have come through different cycles in our life of what this all looks like, Right? And the reason I share that with you is because every one of you are in a different place. But I want you to hear me tonight. God prospers you in the land he has for you. So when David said, my, my, my lines or my boundaries have fallen to me in, in different places, last night Lance talked about the metron or the measure that Paul talks about. I think it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And Paul said, I won't move beyond the measure. I won't move beyond my measure. God has a measure for you in finance and increase, but... Ladies and gentlemen, the challenge is, is too many people are over here still looking in the Jordan and they're happy just with manna. 
There has to be a holy dissatisfaction that comes on the inside of you that God has more for you in your life and the purposes of God in your life to cause you to get there. And one of the things I want to tell you about this is you can't be afraid of failure or you can't feel like a failure just because something doesn't happen right. Listen, I'm talking to people in the body of Christ. We need at least 10% of you to rise up and say, I'm going to go into my land. If we can get 10% of the Christians in the body of Christ today in this nation to rise up and say, I'm going to move into my land, we'll move into the Microsofts and the Googles and the other places that God at. We'll move in and we'll start taking possession in the money mountain and then the finances and the increase that God has for us will come. You know what I like? Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. (laughs) So tonight, I want to pray for you. And let's believe God. And let's, uh, tonight I want you to engage your faith and believe God for the land. Now listen, I know because of things I had, I want you to know that I know everybody in here is at a different place. But I'm going to tell you something I learned in children's church. Years ago when I was about 21 years old, teaching in children's church, there was a guy, there was a children's pastor. I'm still on point. You don't think I am. There was a children's pastor years ago whose name was Bill Wilson. How many of you remember him? He had all these, that shows how old you are. But he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he had a deal, and he would teach you how to teach kids. And one of the things that he said that really challenged me in my thinking was he said, whenever you're speaking to kids, he said, speak to the top of the class, not to the bottom of the class. I'm not done here. I'm still going. I'd come in and talk about tricord. In churches, when I used to go to churches a lot, Lance, we used to do that. And I'd talk, watch this now. I'm going to say something, and I promise you it's good. And Jim, I would talk. There'd be 300 people sitting in the audience. Pastor would be sitting on the front row. And I'd get up here and explain this, how tricord works. True story. 300 people in the room. Now, when I was up talking, I'm going to make a point here. When I was up talking... I'm only knowing in my mind when I'm talking, I'm only talking to three or four people in that whole church. I'm not talking to the other 297. So I would use certain words and say certain things, not to be deceptive, just truthful. I'd say it a certain way. And the pastor's eyes most of the time, not to criticize pastors, I was one, but the pastor's eyes would roll over. (laughs) True stories, absolutely true. After church, there'd be three or four people who came up to me and say, I have $100,000 I'd like to invest in Tricord. That's the median investment. And they'd say, I have $100,000. And that pastor would say to me, and you know, he, he thought, you know, they, nobody in there heard a thing he said, I said, meaning about this. And he'd go in there and he'd come back and he'd go, how did you do that? I didn't know they had that kind of money. Watch this now. 
It's because there's a certain sound you make for people that are looking for certain things. So when I'm talking about this, I'm making a certain sound. Meaning the thing I just shared with you. And you got to understand, God has a land for you and it's in that land. Now he may have five lands or eight lands, but it's going to be in the land. That's where the increase comes from. All right? How many of you say amen? amen. All right, I'm going to pray for you. Ready? I want you to, come on, everybody stand. We're going to pray tonight. We're going to agree. This is not about tricord. I just use that as an illustration to show you. But tonight we're going to pray, and I'm going to pray that what I've shared with you will be a revelation of insight and wisdom over your life, and that I, I want you to believe that God has a land of Canaan of merchandising and tradesmen for your life. That's how real increase and in blessing that you get to keep comes to your life. So, Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I pray for your people. I pray for those in this room tonight. I thank you, Father, for here at Wealth Builders, and I speak a word of increase over people, over their thinking and over their mind. And in the name of Jesus right now, we pray and speak that the mind of mindset, mindset will come off of your people. And we pray today in the name of Jesus that a mindset of increase, let the strongholds of manna come off their life. Father, let the, let the strongholds of things that have been hastily gotten be taken off their life and let them begin to see the vision of the promised land. Let them begin to see the vision of the land that you have for them. God, let tonight let clarity, let understanding, let insight come to them in Jesus' name because in that land is where they'll find the increase in the blessing and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's rejoice. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders Podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.